Welcome to episode 30 of the Monday Morning Podcast. This morning, Gabby, Harry, and Maddie discuss moving in with your grief, ghost daddies walking down the wedding aisle, and anti-baby belly cream for your dead mom's altar. Welcome back! <laughs> Ta-da! Ta-da! It's us again! It's the big reveal. It's we're, us. Can you believe it? We're synced. We're synced. We're cycling. We're, we're bicycling. We're non-bicycling. Yeah. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. I, I biked over to Gabby's. I do every time there's an episode. I bike. Well, you, I you recently really? wow. bought a pair of Heelys. I do. Good God. <laughs> no it's way. Like, Wait, you, you bought yeah. Heelys? I bought Heelys. It wasn't, was it impulsive? Absolutely. But I have been considering it for many years. And <laughs> I found a pair on eBay and I liked them. And then the seller offered me 20 bucks. And I said, I can't refuse that. Was I a little tipsy at the time of checkout? <laughs> yes. <laughs> huh. And were those around me cheering me on to buy them? Yes. Do it's I regret? A, no. no. It's a good like inner child purchase, I feel like. Oh, I've been you know? having a blast. Yeah. When I first got on them, I was like, I'm rusty. I don't know if I can do this. And then the like nine-year-old in me jumped right out and I started doing like spins. I was Whoa. like, fuck yeah. I remember people were like, they were banned. Uh, like, the using them was, yeah, it was banned at school. Like, I think also grocery stores, if I remember right. They were taking over the nation. They were. We would have to take our plugs out, put our wheels in in the bathroom at school, mm-hmm. go like two feet back and forth, put the plugs back in, walk in. Nothing S- happened. Simpler times when that was the biggest concern at a supermarket. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Getting I, political. Getting, getting political. Getting political. <laughs> I, I remember the first, I don't know if it's a, this is just a fact. We just have to deal with it. But the first <laughs> people to get Heelys were also the first people to experiment with uh, sex and drugs. I was like, oh, Jeff, huh. you're, you're cool as shit. You're healing around. And <laughs> now you're, you know, try, trying to get blown and smoke weed. It's that it's risk inv- taker mentality. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the risk taker mentality. The iconoclast. Burn it all down. Burn it all down. Interesting. Interesting. I feel That's like a good theory. I, I never had Heelys, but I was one of the first people to... Yeah. Dabble in the drogas. Yeah, yeah I you're, admired you're the, the Heelys. Exception. But I didn't have sex until I was 18, but I did give a lot of blowjobs before. Right. <laughs> right. A lot of BJs. Perfect. A lot of BJs. A <laughs> lot of making out with randos. Is everyone loving this content? <laughs> I, I think, I think <laughs> our listeners are leaning life. into their headphones right now. Yeah. How many yeah. BJs? <laughs> a lot of BJs. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like from Clerks. Um, I, I, I had sex you know? before We watched that BJ. together, but I don't remember Anyways. it. <laughs> the girlfriend was like, I've given a th- hundred BJs or something like that. Oh. And the boyfriend was like, what the Maddie's fuck? Maddie's movie Okay. <laughs> Clerics four to five stars for BJ accuracy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I didn't give that many BJs. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's just talk about how I never got head that whole time. Okay. Let's that talk about political. the disparity. now we're political. Now we're this is political. The wage gap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Look at my <laughs> gap, guys. Gap. Yeah. <laughs> this is the wedge gap. No one was getting in my wedge. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Well, may- maybe we should introduce ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. No I'm one wanted to eat my wedge salad. <laughs> hey, I, my, my name's Harry Vijayjay, and no one went down on my Harry Vijayjay for quite a while. Quite right. a while. Um, and my father, yeah, he's dead. He used to get blown all the time, no more. Now you could blow him away because he's a pile of ashes. <laughs> but what happened, actually, it's really a coincidence that you brought this up, Gabby. Um, So my dad was, I mean, he loved bicycling, but he got into Heelys at the end. He was, he was sort of Mm. a, he's like, I'm dying. Mm -hmm. I gotta, I gotta live my life to the best. I'm paralyzed. So he sort of had, I always picture this, everything sort of went like Looney Tunes and he was, (laughs) he was the coyote, the wily coyote. And he's going after Mm -hmm. that roadrunner and the roadrunner's fast, right? So he's going downhill. Daddy's like, click, click, put the Heelys on. And then uh-huh. that Perfect. that crafty roadrunner <laughs> knew that the the ramp was going to end yep. in a big jump 
over a sort of <laughs> I knew vague, there was gonna be a ramp. Yep, yeah. a vague New Mexican desert. And and yeah. dad's waving his arms. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The roadrunner. <laughs> beep beep. He's already around the, he, he he flew away. He's okay. And so yeah. dad just vaults off and then he looks at the camera and says, Rut row. He's also Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just plummets and then there's a little like cloud silhouette of his shape and then he hit the ground and splattered on january 5th 2017 and he had cancer also wow 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 i feel like i was there rut row i was there rut row when you first went into the story and you were like my dad got heelys at the end i'm so gullible i was like wait did he really was that something he did well in a way, he was in a wheelchair. A wheelchair. So yeah. Yeah, he, got, yeah. he got wheelies. He got wheelies. Well, I wheelies. thought this was before, but I should the know enough times. about your dad. That the, yeah, the timeline's the timeline's tricky for everyone. Don't don't worry about it. Don't worry okay. about my story. Anyways, anyways, moving on. Moving on. Uh, moving on. That's what we're doing. On. This whole section is a falsehood, by the way. Falsehood. Yeah, yeah. It's all lies. <laughs> uh, I'm Gabby. My mom died September third, twenty sixteen, and you know. Going off the wheels. Let me let me go on the wheel tangent here. This bitch was in a was in a game of Mario Kart. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mario Kart. Zoom yeah. zoom. She was slipping on these banana peels. Friends turned to enemies on that on that racetrack. Turtles everywhere. Turtles. Turtles. Red shell, blue shell, explosive. Two shell. She got wrecked by a banana peel. Ooh. Ooh. Bee boing. Um. She died. <laughs> yeah. She also had cancer. Our mom actually looked like a turtle out of the shell she did. when mm-hmm. she died. Yeah, it looked like someone <laughs> had ripped the shell off of her. They're did actually connected to the shell. Did you know I that? know it's going to bring that up. It's yeah. really fucked up. Like, people use turtle shells for, like, medicinal things or whatever. Have you ever seen a turtle without the shell? They do not it's make it. like, torn to... Bits. Yeah. Wait, I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, political. Political. Okay. <laughs> okay. Political. My political. Mom had cancer, yeah. She died. Okay. Yeah. Um. I'm Madison. Okay, sorry, Gabby. Uh, sorry, Gabby. Moving on. I'm Moving Madison. On. My mom died September third, twenty sixteen. I am a uh, sentient Bleep AI. Blur. Um. So, she cartoon cartoon. Uh. <laughs> Tom and Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Our mom was just a little Jerry. This was this was the mm. series finale that they cut because it was too mm. grim, too, too morbid. Too political. Yep. Our real. mom was Jerry, and yeah, series finale. Falsehood. Falsehood. Tom finally, finally, after a big runaround all through the house, mm. Jerry was Cheese in traps. and out. Cheese traps all over the place. Jerry was running to his little little holes in the wall, and uh, there was a big big finale episode. How many times am I going to say that? The big finale episode. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember TV and how it ends sometimes? <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to bargain for time. Bargain. T- Tom with um, the sickle of death. Uh, my last brain cell just is going to say, Tom got Jerry. Okay. Tom, Tom got, got, Tom got Jerry. Jerry. Let's leave it. Let's leave it open to interpretation. And then Tom put Jerry on his owner's pillow and said, <laughs> oh and God. said, look. Look what I did, as as cats do. If you're a cat owner, you know that when they catch something, they, they want to show it to you. Actually, Enzo's cat did that in a New York apartment. He caught a rat and put it on Enzo's pillow. Oh, well, that's a nice. A rat? Yeah. Jesus Christ. A I feel like a rat. New York rat could put up a fight with Yeah, that cat, must have honestly. been a battle. <laughs> that was a battle royale. That's like and a raccoon. that was how my mom died. Yeah. Wow. September 3rd, 2016. <laughs> yeah. Remember, Tom got Jerry. Tom got, Tom got Jerry. Jerry. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, thanks for opening up, guys. Uh, <laughs> but now we're moving you on <laughs> to moving on. Uh, sh- yeah, sh- do you moving think we should, bl- should we blast off with a little question from the critics, the commenters, the fans? The, the, the yeah, let me get that up. Let me get that up. Beep the boop, room boop, dwellers. Yeah, you know, while she gets that up, feel free to submit any questions you want us to answer uh, on the pod or even off the pod. We yeah. can just DM. It's an uh, ask us anything. At deadparentsclub.rip. How many BJs have we all given? You know? Right. For me, it's less than five. Is there a cat trying to bust <laughs> my door down? Trying to yes. bust There's her a down. There's a little Tom trying a to get our, our Jerry's. <laughs> meow, meow. She's meowing at me. Leave her Jerry's alone. Why do alone. I, I don't have internet connection all of a sudden? All right. We're, things are derailing. Let me oh get it up God. for you. Oh, God. 
Well, um, so so the question in short, right? Is how to grief whilst moving on. Grieve. <laughs> okay. That was a typo. How to grieve whilst moving on. Getting married with no parents mm, is the follow-up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um, the follow-up. Well, I, I have... S- I, I haven't been married because I'm single, bachelor. Uh, is that Tom going to get yeah. your Jerry's or are I'm we safe? I'm, oh I'm going to deal God. with the cat one second. You keep going. Yeah, me and Maddie, will, we, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get deep into this little wedge salad. Uh, but yeah. my, my, yeah. my brother got married uh, a, a week or so before we're recording this podcast. And um, I, I wasn't really expecting it to be so emotional, but the first thing that we did, ah. uh, we had the wedding rehearsal and everything, and also, it's the first time our family had been in this in this place since the funeral. It's our childhood church, uh-huh. so we hadn't oh been there God. in five five and a half years, and I haven't That's been. That's where they decided to have the wedding. It's our place, baby. My grandparents got married oh. there. My aunts, oh, daddy, okay. oh, daddy's wow. urn. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I hadn't been on that stage since I gave my eulogy, which ripped. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, the yeah. same. That eulogy did rip. That did Sorry, rip. I missed an episode. It was, uh, yeah, the same stage. Um, so as soon as I took that first step, it didn't happen during the rehearsal, but during the wedding when we stepped up there, just all of a sudden the tears just rushed to the back of my, <gasps> I was like drowning. Like I, I didn't, I didn't like break out cause I'm a goddamn man, binary. Uh, but (laughs) and the first thing we did is I didn't know we were doing this, but we lit a candle and it was for my dad. A cigarette. Yeah. 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 No, (laughs) I just started huffing down menthols. Um, (laughs) but we lit a candle for my dad and we said matches and me and my brother walk up there together. We're the first two on stage. Our whole family's there. Friend. Well, not our dad, obviously not, but, uh, walk up there and he's like, do you, we whisper to me, do you want to light the candle? And I was like, I can't. Like, we just had matches. Oh I was just, God. like, so overcome. I was like, you light the candle. And then my brother got married. I had to hand over the little rings. I'm the best man, Aww. the bestie. Uh, the bestie. And it was, it was really, it was really powerful. I mean, my, um, I was very aware that my dad wasn't there. There was just a flickering flame in name of him. Um, <laughs> yep. But it was like it was a very it was a very beautiful moment because, I mean, if my brother had gotten married like three weeks after my dad died, I might have been like, this is a bummer. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it was nice to get to actually be in that context again and and revisit the stage, the fam. We hadn't had a family gathering like that since the funeral. Weddings and funerals are the same. Hot take. Um, (laughs) and I actually, I mean, I've talked about that. I, I have a lot of trouble like accessing my emotions and there's like sort of a meta grief where you grieve the grief, right? You're like, I can't even grieve Mm. anymore. And then you grieve that time where you were close. So to just to be like launched back into it, not not being on stage wasn't ideal. You know, it's just like, Oh my God. Mm, Yeah. But it was, it was nice. It was really nice to be, to feel the cold, the shadow of father, <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, he would have loved to be here. He he had the chance to meet my brother's now wife. Uh, well, they're not technically married. They forgot to get a wedding license, but girlfriend he <laughs> loves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> perpetual fiance. And I don't know. I, I don't know, like, how to handle grieving while while moving on, but you will be pleasantly surprised by, like, strong emotional experiences that are... Uh, I don't know, more beautiful than they are painful, even though it's not just like, I'm not like coming joy, you know, it's not joy juice drowning the church. It's, it's, yeah. but it's, it's, it's beautiful, you know? And I'm like, well, oh, it'd be right. nice if he was here, but he sort of is. And we're moving on. We're living life. We're, 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 we're doing it. You know, we made it. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I like what you said about, you know, it's, it's good to like feel the feels. Um, cause I think that that is like just so powerful, especially in grief. I think, uh, a common, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to project, but something that happens, you know, after a big like traumatizing event or a death, it's like, you know, we want to dissociate. That's like a protective, yeah. you know, mechanism. No. And so I think like allowing yourself to feel the feels is just it's showing like 
growth and um, healing yeah. and it's it's just mad humanity at work um, yeah. you know and just being in touch and being present and I think that's beautiful and someone said recently that grief is love which I really liked um, like that's just what yeah. grief is it's like it's just holding on to I'm not holding on <laughs> It's hanging on for dear life to the love <laughs> you once thread. had for mm -hmm. someone. But it's like, you know, and that's why it's grief is forever because it's like you're going to love this person in a unique way forever, you know, especially someone that, you know, you came out of their Wapertini or, mm -hmm. you their know, ball you, sack. Yeah. their ball yeah, sack. Yeah. Exactly. Depending on your exactly. politics. Yeah. Yeah. There, right. There's love is forever. Forever. Jerry's on. <laughs> oh, thank you very much for that. Okay. Podcast canceled. Podcast that canceled. That was a cheap shot. Yeah, that, that was. was. A cheap shot. That was. Uh, you sounded very dumb and accurate, and that made me sad. You spare no one. Spare no one. But I. Yeah, I like that. I also. Um, but you know, there there was sort of a struggle with it because. You know, I had a, a speech and I was like, I'm definitely going to talk about like how my dad isn't here and me and Adam's relationship because it is a big part of our relationship. And uh. and then a couple weeks before he was like, yeah, we're all going to be back in the church again, which I hadn't thought of at that point. And I just don't want it to be about how dad's dead. I want it to be about yeah. how I'm getting married, my marriage. Right. And, right. And I was like, right, right, right. I was going to lean into that. <laughs> It's good he communicated that. It is. It is. Um, and so I felt a little bit of frustration with, with myself being like, mm. it's sort of, it, it, it is, it can be a bummer that this experience is so hard to like get away from this, this process. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be thinking about the sad thing that my dad isn't here every time something good happens. Right. 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 But then, you know, it, it gradually you accept that, that part of yourself, that prolonged part that he's still there. So I did the speech and I, I did yeah. have to mention him, but uh, since my brother didn't want it to be about my, my, uh, his death, I said at the end of the speech, I was like, so a lot of you may know that my father uh, isn't here because he's busy. He got, tra <laughs> he got tragically busy five and a half years ago and he's been quite occupied ever since. So yeah. I didn't say that he was dead. I just said that, that he couldn't make it. Uh, <laughs> nice. And he, di He's and nice. he didn't He's make it. Late. He didn't make it in the end. Um, <laughs> but that, it's sort of complicated because it's like you get to be in touch with daddy, mommy, sissy, brother, caddy, doggy, uh, Grammy. Um, <laughs> this is my Grammy award. But I don't know. It's, it's nice to feel them a little bit without beating yourself up too much which which i tend to do beat 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 i'm toming right. my jerry's yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think it's kind of funny that your brother like you know i feel like uh, sometimes i say things like having a dead mom is my identity and my personality yeah. you know and so i think it's kind of funny that your brother probably had the foresight to be like hey harry um mm -hmm. maybe don't center dad dying um at uh for right. your speech at my wedding <laughs> you know like, it's like well can i can i bring my uh my grim reaper costume still or do i have to wear a little bow tie because i'd rather be the yeah. grim reaper and he's like maybe the bow tie <laughs> maybe the bow tie I'm like, okay but can i carry talk. the scythe yeah can yeah I yeah, carry yeah. The scythe? can i scythe can we cut the cake with a scythe <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a red velvet Beautiful. cake that's still wet, just oozing, <laughs> like something from Stephen Blood. King. Red Ooh. rum, goosebumps, goosebumps. <laughs> favorite, favorite goosebump book. Go, favorite goosebump book. Your brother was like Harry uh, was on cake duty. <laughs> Dad's um, dead. I like the big tongue. Okay, what do I got? What do I got? Uh, life, 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 life. Um, I mean, I feel like life, I've just. Life, life. There hasn't been anything huge for me recently that's happened, but I think I kind of touched on it, like, I don't know in what episode at this point, but for me, you know, like, being in love with someone who I could see myself, like, having babies with and babies. I, neither of us really wants to ever get married um, officially, maybe mm. having, like, a celebration of love, you know, like a kind of mock wedding um like a bj yeah 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 <laughs> and everyone's invited but um 
you know, it's like, that's kind of a thing where I'm like, oh damn. Cause you know, I, I'm at a place like for the first time in my life, basically where I think I want to have kids at some point in the future, like not anytime <gasps> soon, but like but probably in my thirties at some point, if I stop being such a selfish cunt, um, Auntie, 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 auntie. auntie. Uh, falsehood, falsehood. Um, but that's something where like, I'm a big future tripper. And so I can very much like fantasize about the future. And I'm like, oh my God, like when I'm pregnant, who am I going to turn to? You know, like I, I'm like, the, uh, my mommy is not here. Like mm -hmm. I know that my mom had like this really, for some reason I, my mind is fixated on this cream that she would use for her stomach to avoid getting um like stretch marks mm. and she was like this is the ticket you got to use it when you're pregnant like this is it and i'm like now i don't know what the fucking what cream the, is fucking and cream? i'll never know yeah. because she's not here to tell me no. like how do i'm gonna end up with stretch marks and it's just gonna be a reminder of how i don't have a mom every time i look in the mirror um well as mm. your doula <laughs> I, I will bring <laughs> the cream i'm gonna search far and wide for this cream yeah i've so that's something where i look ahead and i'm like oh god damn you know that's another thing but you know i've had big events in the past and it is one of those it's just a complex situation because like when it is a celebratory event such as you know i remember when i graduated college um it was also on mother's day and i remember it being like this very just Woo. dense day it felt so dense you know because it was like god this is like really happy and exciting but there is kind of that like overarching also it was fresh at that point yeah it was pretty first fresh day. it first was pretty mother's emotional day. Yeah. yeah you know so it's yeah it's navigating kind of the the grief of of them missing out on your life and i feel like that's I don't know. It's just going to be a recurring thing for the rest of my life. And I don't exactly know yeah. how to navigate it. I think kind of like to your point, Harry, it's just like letting myself feel the feelings and acknowledging that right. they're, t they're totally valid. And, um, but I think it's really important on a lighter note to acknowledge that she is with me. You know, yeah. I don't exactly know how <laughs> <laughs> mommy's in the cream. I don't exactly know <laughs> where but Mad I maddie's know. looking to the corners of the room as she says I'm that like, just in case <laughs> oh. oh. sometimes i say ceiling. that literally i'm like can i get a sign <laughs> you know and i'm like am i just not sign. looking hard enough am i not is my third eye not pride i don't Crusted know shut yeah mm. um eye. but no she is she's she's with She's within. She's, she's with. She's with. <laughs> she's <laughs> everywhere all, all, all at once. Uh, 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 what is the movie called? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. There was an emotional Anyways. mommy moment in that movie. Yeah. That was a very, that alliteration was intense right there. Um, Moving to New York was a big one, too. I'm like, God, if only mommy could see us now. Like, yeah. how much fun she would have, like, coming to New York and visiting us. And um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's con it's grief, you know, it's the grief, uh, yeah, of her of no longer having mommy witnessing our lives unfold. Right. I feel like it's like what you were saying about the wedding, Harry, kind of like the beauty to pain ratio, like <laughs> 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 sort of like there's a sweet spot. There's a sweet takes spot. over a little more as time goes on or like as you right. learn to live with it. But like I remember at first like when she first died being so fixated on like time and like how like i was perplexed at how like life was going on yeah. without her yes <laughs> like it was like a very like weird feeling where i was like wait i still have to live like i'm not dead i still yeah. have to like do my shit Bummer. and like go to school and fucking the drive here go to work like yeah every little task i was just like i can't believe that like everyone and, and like not just me but like i felt that way about everyone around me i was like everyone's just living just living their lives but i feel like now i don't really fixate on that anymore like it's mm. not yeah which is obviously partially because it's just been so long but like i also think it is a sort of a symptom of moving on too because it's like i'm not fixated on the fact that like she's missed x amount of things and like I've had to live X amount of days without her. Like that's not an active thought yeah. anymore. Mm -hmm. um, which I guess is like acceptance. Our last episode, like the detachment of kind of just being like that happened. 
and I just am here, <laughs> like living with it. Well, right. I, I sort of hit a turning point recently where, um, you know, I think a lot about, yeah, how my dad isn't here to experience these things. And as I get older, I've changed a lot. My life has changed drastically. I'm in a new city. Um, I'm doing more comedy things. Um, and for like a lot, like during graduations and stuff, a big predominant feeling would be, man, I'm sad that my dad isn't here. I think about what it would be like if he was here. I'm like, that's sad. But with the wedding, um, and uh, I just had a good comedy show, thanks to Maddie Ann Bellotto, Medulla Blancata <laughs> for the poster. Um, I was just like, you know what? This is cool. And my dad would think this is cool. And that actually made me yeah. like happy. That made me excited. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because you can sort of measure your life in different ways, like with a dead person. You're like, how me now compared to me at 19? Like, there's a lot of stuff that's happened. Like, yeah, if my dad met yeah, me now, yeah. I, I'd have a lot to tell him about. And for the first time, that's it, it's taken a long time. And the sadness, the precious agony, as I used to say when I was an angsty teenager. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Is, is still there. Uh, but... You know, there's also there's also some some pride. And that's been sort of the overriding feeling is like, mm. I'm happy that my it's like this. It's almost excitement. It's like it's a weird because like when you're excited, you're excited for something to happen. And it's like this weird trick my brain does. It's like when I catch up with dad, he's going to see that I've been having a cool life. Uh, and, and I'm knocking yeah, the yeah, shit yeah. out of the park, you know, like I can't <laughs> yeah, I can't wait yeah, to yeah. tell dad. Yeah, right. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with you on. um yeah, I think uh, kind of to what something that I've picked out of what both of you said, it's like, yeah, I feel like when it was more fresh and when I say that, I mean like the first few years, honestly, like I feel like milestones, it they felt like the grief was very concentrated and it was very concentrated of like, this is happening. They're not here for it. Yeah. What the fuck, basically. And now, yeah, I agree. I I think last summer when I like, fell in love again and well I had been in love and I moved in with my partner and blah 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 like it was the first time that I really felt like I had zoomed out and I looked at kind of the five years behind me and been like oh shit like life has just been happening this whole time and mom's missed out on yep. all of it and like I fucking yeah that's sad but I absolutely love like the past five years that I've experienced and yeah. I love where I'm at now and I love my life and truly none of it would have been possible without her death. You know, it's very much like butterfly effect. And like, yep. if that hadn't happened, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in this place where I'm so filled with gratitude and happiness and love for my life and the people in it. And I mean, I'm so, I'm just going to get soft for a second, grateful for both of you. And I'm grateful for this Aww. podcast. And our Aww. grief group and I just feel like it's such a, a healing space and I always feel so good after I interact with the both of you or one of Aww. you and you know it's just I um yeah I feel like a lot of awareness has come in because of this and I just feel like I have a very rich life and I you know it it wouldn't be like that without my mom dying um you know so well, I feel last that summer too, was the Maddie. first time i feel that too yeah. gabby Aww. half and half I feel, sometimes i feel that too i feel i feel that as well <laughs> well i feel like last summer was the first time that i said like i'm grateful that my mom died i remember i said it at like a meeting and i was like i know that probably sounds really weird for people to hear but right. like it doesn't mean I'm happy she's dead. It doesn't mean I celebrate her death. It just means that like I am, I'm grateful because it it has uh, informed who I am now, and it has made me, you know, it is it's led me to this place. Okay, well, I, well, I'm going on. Well, speaking of, uh, if we ever were to uh, do a little reading, do a little grief book club, <laughs> uh, there is yeah. a new book by a pro. Pro griever Jeanette McCurdy. I think she's from iCarly. No she, way. She, she wrote a book. She just dropped a book called "I'm Glad My Mom Died." Aha. And she's got Damn. she's she's got a cool <laughs> podcast about like it. A blowhorn noise. She's not paying us yet for me to say these things, but no. But come on, Jeanette. Love her. Yeah. She. I know she was a. Her podcast is great. I don't think she's doing it anymore, but. And oh, okay. empty inside. Yep, yep. Grief babies, listen to that. I know she was doing like actually a live show 
I think it was the same name. So maybe it's kind of inspired by that performance. Yeah, I think, I think she was presenting it. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So many. She touches so on good. so many different topics and it's one of those podcasts where I'm like, yes, like I'll audibly to be like, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like yeah. snapping she my fingers in. like exactly. She doesn't fuck around. And it's I, one of those that makes you feel less alone. And, you know, and um, she and she's a hottie. She's your friend and she's and a she's hottie. A hottie. <laughs> that she feels is good. A hottie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeanette, no, come I on mean, the pod. She had a deal. She had a deal with a mommy. McCurdy? That was a... She had a mommy situation. She had a doozy of a mommy. Yeah. A doozy. She had a doozy mommy. Yeah. Mommy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We should... Book club. Okay. Anyway, we went off on a tangent, but I want to bring it back to wholesome yeah. Bookmark town. that. Bookmark that. Yeah. Bookmark that. Bookmark that book club. <laughs> um, I agree with you, Maddie, because, okay, like you were saying how grief is love or whatever, like, I feel like it just shows you the extremes. Like, you feel... I feel like I am able to feel things more deeply after the experience, like whether right. it's good or bad, like you kind of get both sides. Oh um, God, yeah. When mom like dies, you just get hooked onto an anchor right. and they throw <laughs> you out in the middle of the ocean and in they're the like, marinara you're going to go all the way down. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. And then we're going to pull you back up once we've left you there for a, for a minute. Right. You're gonna and, and, and your friends yeah. are going to be like, what happened? And you'll be like, I saw, <laughs> I saw creatures without eyes. Darkness <laughs> that envelops and the pressure could crack you like a cookie. <laughs> How long have we been on this? <laughs> How long have we been on this? You come, come up with a full beard. <laughs> yeah, but so I feel like after being in the pits, uh, you're able to really also get really high you know you're able to right. see the high highs and the low lows the extremes of existence Absolutely. yeah and i think it's beautiful and like i do agree about like our podcast and grief group and just talking i don't know just connecting with people that have a similar experience even fucking yes. Jeanette. i've never met her but i feel connected to her right and it's like it is so nice to have like a sense of community but it it feels deeper since it's surrounded by this like extremely yeah. intense experience right right that everyone is inevitably gonna experience right um, yeah. yeah but i don't know it just it is like yeah just gratitude i guess is the yeah best like i think when gratitude is coming in maybe that's when you know you've moved on like i don't i don't necessarily feel like i've actively done things to move on per se right like consciously I feel like it kind of just like comes over you in yeah. waves, I guess, where mm-hmm, you're like mm-hmm. this, this new, I'm experiencing this new feeling or I lost a feeling that I used to feel about mom all the time. And yeah, yeah. it kind <coughs> of then, like, I feel like I just looked in the mirror and I was like, wow, maybe I've moved on a little bit. Like, yeah. But it wasn't yeah. something I decided to do, I guess. Right. Yeah. I feel like it's the meta grief that, well, this is, this resonates with me. It's like the meta grief that you were talking about, Harry. It's like realizing it's having that wave. I, I had this last summer or like last fall, maybe. No, I think it was the fall, maybe winter of like, oh, damn, I, I haven't been grieving as hard as I have yeah. in the past, you know? And it was the realization we'll of... get back on that. I yeah. was like, holy <laughs> shit, like, actu- actual months have passed and I haven't had a grief down. And yeah. it was the realization of, oh, I'm, like, healing, you know? Yeah. And, like, healing is a lifelong journey. I don't think you're ever healed. Like, that's never... Like, it's like grief. It's right. lifelong. It's always evolving and changing. But I was like, oh, damn, like I'm kind of moving on to the next phase of like maybe the grief isn't going to be as intense. And that it made me really sad. Like I was like, oh, shit, I have like kind of an emotional attachment to the grief and I need to grieve that like that. And that's beautiful, actually. It's just a new perspective, which I appreciate. Um, But it's still it's a very complex little knot. And Yeah, I think that meta grief, like grieving grief. God, we have great terminology. Um, (laughs) It's part it's you know, I sort of was aware of it at the time, like when I was really like first year, uh, like how just like I was sort of like grateful. It's like very exciting. Like at the time it was overwhelming and like, you know, it was like being on like fucking crazy drugs or something. But I do like. I am grateful for, like, the experience of, like, it's sort of like when you go through, like, a bad breakup, you're like, wow, I'm really, like, living life right now. And, like, <laughs> yeah. like, like Gabby said, like, it opens you up, like, the high highs and the low lows. Like, I am grateful because 
I was just thrown into this new emotional dimension that, right. you know, I was living in flat world and all of a sudden I got fucking 4D glasses on. I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. dude, rose color. <laughs> right. uh, and I'm grateful for that because I know before I hadn't experienced such a wide range of emotions. And I feel like it's mm-hmm. a- allowed me to adapt to, to, to bad things, but also like really appreciate things. And if I have a moment of like serenity and sort of uh, reflecting on like the passage of time. And it's also it's it's helped me like connect with people like like you boys and our grief group mm. and uh, also just other p- other people whose experiences I have like nothing I could not understand their experience. Like it helps me right, at least yeah. understand what it is to not be understood. And I think like right. my capacity for empathy has like gone through the fire cut its teeth got its stripes <laughs> I, I think it's made me a better person like you know there's things right. things that people go to me about uh because of my experience and i'm like grateful that i can i can shed a light i can be the little uh what's sage. this Ch- chiron on the river sticks the sage of death oh. sages of death oh my sages god i was death. thinking of chiron too i was thinking of persephone that's isn't that Hades' wife? Yeah, is that the <laughs> in the underworld? The Doesn't one? she get she like goes into the underworld and then someone tries to bring her back, but then she goes back in. Oh yeah, yeah, because tries to because she was kidnapped by Hades. Uh, yeah, and then and then her lover tried to bring her back, but the thing was is that he couldn't look at her. He had to like carry her out of. The underworld. This but he is a mythology podcast. <laughs> yeah. They like, couldn't look at her, or say something to her, and then he looked at her right before they were about to leave the underworld, and she went back. Um, yeah, she's the daughter of Zeus and Demeter, became the queen of the underworld after her abduction by her uncle Hades. Sort of a rough uncle. sentence. Wait. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. There weren't a lot of people back then, you know? Also, yeah, also it's, right. I just looked up at Charon, not Chiron. That was my bad. Charon. Charon. Uh, Charon. The eye of... No. Um, okay. <laughs> well, it is sort of like... I feel like Persephone, too, because like what she's doing is she's just like picking flowers, hanging out in the springtime, yep. um, and then she just gets snatched and dragged into hell. And that's <laughs> what it's like. <laughs> that's what it's like when your dad dies. You're like, look at these da- daisies. Ow, ow, oh, ow, oh, God, ow. <laughs> but you've seen the beauty of of the mortal world and then you see the underbelly of the underworld and you have a very holistic perspective on life right. yeah um, i'm sure all the bitches in the underworld are going to persephone with their issues right. yeah they're mm-hmm. like you get it girl um mm-hmm. <laughs> you've seen both sides like Joni <laughs> exactly. mitchell um okay so yeah i think one thing that i'm thinking of now um is how i didn't know i had so much to talk about like around grief <laughs> and death until yeah. we started the podcast. Yeah. Like, and then it was just like AR 15. I'm like, let me talk about grief as much as possible. Um, but I think that's like, I was taking that out on like my, on someone I would meet. I would be like, let's talk about how my mom's dead, you know? Right. And I didn't realize that I didn't have the awareness of like the, co-worker. the like consciousness. <laughs> yeah. And I just didn't realize like how, Cause this was also before I joined like, uh, you know, a 12 step group and I wasn't really right. Or had I already joined that? I don't know. Um, Oh, so yeah, I think I had like maybe a month before we started the podcast, but anyways, just how invaluable, uh, having community is like you were saying Gabby and like just how important it is. I didn't realize, I didn't know how much I needed to like, right to talk, to be heard, to, to listen, um, you know, about these things. Cause there's so much to say. I mean, there's just so much to say because there are so many feelings and experiences and emotions. And it's really important to me to like get to feel that empathy and get the feedback and sometimes validation that I feel like, is this crazy? Like, no, it's probably not. Yeah. Probably not. You know, Right. I know when uh, just a peek behind the curtain every time two minutes before we start recording we're like fuck what are we gonna say do we have anything to say <laughs> yeah. and then t- and then and then, t- and then ten minutes in we're all scrambling over each other well I think <laughs> you're just like trying to get in we have so much to say <laughs> it's so true yeah it's like okay not you know and community is important generally but there's something like 
it's not like we're all bonding over like our love for drawing right you know like right. it's yeah, like yeah. a yeah. community of like i'm like we got some shit to unpack yeah. in this community oh we're coming in with bloodshot eyes and mm-hmm. smoky breath it's and yeah you know what i love it too because I know we keep we're the biggest fans of our own grief group, um, <laughs> but genuinely, if anyone else hosted this, I would still go. Like, it's yeah. not mm. just because we do it. Yeah. But I love it because okay, we had a we talked about ritual one day. It was around Mother's Day, and it's I love when people say shit that changes your whole life. That is so <laughs> obvious. Yeah. Like yeah. I'd never thought. Like I don't know why I'd never thought of it, but like someone in the group was like. Yeah, like, I just find, like, ritual or, like, ways to connect and, like, get closer to them on, like, Mother's Day, Father's Day, whatever day. Yeah. Like, and I had never thought about that. I I don't know why. I'd never thought about, like, trying to actually connect with my mom. (laughs) (laughs) for some reason i'm like i guess i'm so used to just like suppressing everything that i'm like oh let's just fucking pump through this day and smoke a pack like (laughs) pray it's okay but i never thought about it in the way of like well maybe i should actually be trying to do things to like connect with her and i don't know maybe like i feel this is a ritual just doing our podcast Right, right like i really reflected on like what that means and like going to the grief group and i don't know even just like chatting with you guys about our world domination plans for Ooh, <laughs> grief, stickers grief stickers um, but like i don't know i'm like oh it is kind of all a ritual and maybe that's sort of another sign of healing or what replaces something like mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. being like really down about not having that person around it's like oh i'm actually gonna like bring them closer to me mm-hmm. consciously by through ritual and community and connecting right I don't know. Yeah, and grief doesn't have to be like this really sad thing, like acknowledging your pe- your dead parent or whoever has died. Like it doesn't have to always be this like heavy dense thing. It can be like a celebration and exciting. Puff the magic dragon over <laughs> here. <laughs> Jesus he has been Christ, juuling this whole time, and I'm getting hey, jealous. They're, they're about to be illegal, dude. Jewel them, smoke them while you got them. I know, jewel them. Yeah, while you got you're right. Jewel them while you got them. Um, so yeah, and I really like that too because it's like. I don't know. I, in in the grief group, yeah, it was mentioned of like someone likes to do a tarot spread for their dead person. Um, there's mm, like a particular yeah. one to like communicate. And like I actually did it. I I don't do I don't like do spreads very often, but I did it one day at the park. I was feeling inspired, and there were some like there were some messages, and I was like, is this real right now? Like Ooh, it would you, was would you share? Kind of would you share any messages? So one of the messages, it was like something that you're like the dead person wants you to know, or like something that they just want like to share with you. And it was the fool, and the fool kind of represents Gabby. You don't shit on me. She knows way more about tarot, but it's like don't free sure. spirit kind of. It's like inner <laughs> child, free spirit energy. Yeah. And one thing that my mom, like I literally have a notebook where she listed out our names my siblings and i gabby nick and i and in the book she wrote what we represented to her and for me i was her free spirit she like put that and so i was like so sweet girl i was like free spirit it was it was really really again her youth yeah you were her youth and (laughs) nick was her conscience perfect (laughs) oh interesting so yeah, and I was her free spirit, and I was like, oh, my God, it just was kind of strange to me. There were some other messages, but that's all I'm going to share. But I also, it was also mentioned in a grief group that someone literally showed us their um, altar. They were, like, really, right. really generous in that, and they were like, here's my mom's altar, and it totally inspired me, and the next week I made my own altar for yeah, my mom. Yeah. And it's really, really nice, I got to say. I was never anti-altar, but I was like, eh, I don't need that shit. Like, I can honor my mom in other ways. But it's really fucking nice to have an altar. It's just like I have, like, lavender, like, some dried lavender. That was, like, her favorite. I have a couple candles. I have, like, a picture of her when she was young. I have a picture of, like, me in her belly, like, an ultrasound picture. I have just some, like, loose photos and, like, a bunch of her little trinkets that I have. It's really nice. Like, every time I pass it, I'm like, oh, mommy. Well, I think it's just nice to, like, kind of connect with the grief. (laughs) <laughs> mommy to connect with the grief in like a more wholesome or like a uh, intentional way right Cause i feel like oftentimes i'm just like struck with it out of nowhere and i'm like yeah. what the fuck i'm not ready for this but like i feel like through ritual it's like you can 
sort of, I guess, exposure therapy in a way, or like, I don't know, be in control of when you think about right. that and like have like an alters like, like prayer, very, like wholesome remind. Yeah, it's it's kind of, yeah, d- I guess a devotional sort of thing. But right. Yeah and, yeah. and as they say, as they all say, it's not moving on. It's moving in. Huh? Mm-hmm. N- no, 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 no one says that, though. Can I can we start doing that? So because, y- you know, it's not like. Did you just make that up? I've never heard that. Uh, I might have just <laughs> dropped that on us. Please follow us at deadparentclub.ru. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, because it's, it's it's not so much moving on like I left dead in the past and that hole in the ground where he was supposed to go. It's like now he's a part of me now. Like my podcast right. is a regular <laughs> part of my life. <laughs> Our podcast. Sponsored by MeUndies. S- sponsored by <laughs> MeUndies. Uh, and the Marinara Trunch. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, the podcast is part of my life. Creek Poop is part of my life. Like, uh, jokes about my dead dad and comedy. It's, like, part of my <laughs> life. So it's, like, more... Mm-hmm. I'm more in tune with it rather than this, like, little, like, schmeagle guy on my back. <laughs> right. My, my yeah, daddy. Yeah. My daddy. I think that's subconsciously why I didn't want an altar because I was like, no, that's going to be sad, man. Like every time I pass it, I'm just going to get depressed. Like I don't want to like have a reminder of like my mom's death in my home. Right. That's you know? what I felt with ritual. Right. Too. But instead it's, yeah, it's like flipping the, it's switching the narrative, like a new perspective. It's like, I don't feel sad when I look at it. Do, do you, I'm going to feel sad when I feel sad, you know? Do you have it on display or like in a little secret nook you can visit? Like do you, do you pass it? nilly willy or is it something you have to pull out of no it's on display it's, it's on fully display, on display. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's not like the grandest altar it's not a, you maybe wouldn't even know it's an altar if you came into my apartment because it looks kind of it's it's like, like pictures it's pretty quaint and and small and uh it's kind of yeah it fits the vibe of the apartment but yeah. It's, yeah, it's there and it's really nice. And I like that it's out in the open and it's not like a hidden away, like in a little crevice. It's it's there. It's here. It's queer. It's mommy, dear. There's no fear. <laughs> exactly. Moving <laughs> exactly. in. Like, yeah, I have my portrait Moving of my in. father and like whenever I hang that up at a new place, I'm like, is this a bummer? Like, should I like have him <laughs> around like watching me sleep all the time? But I like having <laughs> him there. I like I'm not like scared yeah. of his little right. ghost. I would love it's if he yeah. ghosted us up, but not yet. <laughs> it's like when people think they're reminding you of your dead parent by like asking you about that, yeah. you know, and they're like, oh, oh what shit. does I do? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's what I thought the altar would be like. Like, I was like, no, I don't need that reminder. And it's like, no, it's it's my life. You know, the altar yeah. isn't reminding me of yeah. anything. It, it's, it's just making me feel better, actually. Yeah, it's just perspective because it's like we always talk about when you hear a song or like see someone that looks like your parent or whatever in public and then you're just like or you just see an item and that could ruin your day. Right. Or it could be like, oh, that's like a nice little reminder of my person and I can smile, (laughs) you know, like. Right. Like, yeah, (laughs) the grief isn't dependent on the thing. Right. You know, like how you react to the thing is dependent on just like where you're at and your grief journey, you know. So it's not like the altar is um, my grief is independent on that. Um, But also you can you can scream cry at the sight of a a flower, too. Yeah. You see a dad, a dad and a six year old with an ice cream cone. Hey, yeah. if you if you throw a big handful of froyo right at that kid's <laughs> face, that's you. Do it with a smile that's if you, you. can. <laughs> Perfect. 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 Well, any 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 closing thoughts, gangster? What an uplifting episode. Gangsters. Uh, that was a good I, yeah, Gangsters. I, I, I forgot that was a word. <laughs> yeah, you always say stir. stir I, I yeah. saw that happen. Yeah, we're the we're the gangster Gang. the gangsters of love and the sages of death. <laughs> griefsters, griefsters. The griefsters. The griefsters. Uh, no closing remarks really. It's uh just move in with daddy. Yeah, nothing it's not I have moving on, said. it's moving in. It's moving in. Yeah. We should get a and t-shirt. That's it. And we're, and that's and we're moving in together, guys. <laughs> we're so happy to announce we're... <laughs> Times, are Times are tough. Times are tough. The economy, inflation. Average <laughs> rent in Manhattan <laughs> is $5,000. A month? Right now. <laughs> right meow. Are you yeah. serious? A month, honey. It's a month. It's slumlords. 
slumlords. That I mean, we don't. Wild. We live in Brooklyn. Well, or, Gabby's in Queens. What is, what is it? BlackRock is that the company that's buying everything? BlackRock. Uh, I don't know. Have you but heard? Have you heard about yeah, that? It's BlackRock. It's BlackRock. It is. Are we getting political at the tail yeah. end? Tell us, Jamie. 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 Uh, Jamie's here. Yeah, BlackRock is trying to be the landlords of America. They're like yeah. a. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's so haunted. Yeah, the they're, title. They're a private firm uh, that is buying up like real estate for like way above asking price, so they can just have mm-hmm. a lock on the housing market. Well, did you see? The don't move in like, with them. Yeah. I'm just like, please don't do that with uh, other resources like uh, w- water. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, do I need to stock up on water? Uh, this is a very crazy like last note but like i saw this tweet and it was like someone snuck into like a landlord conference or something and there's like a a powerpoint and it's like how to become a landlord and then it's like a visual of like stick people and it's like uh buy property sell your soul of uh, start renting and mm-hmm. it was like legit and then they want to be they're like the landlords are viewing the term landlord and slumlord as a slur and they want to be called housing providers <laughs> oh my god <laughs> shut up <laughs> bitch <laughs> you mean housing gatekeepers <laughs> like uh, anyways like, are you trying to rebrand anyway I think we need Feud- to start. feudalism is back and did it ever leave we don't know we're a little surf we don't know mm. stay tuned <laughs> and just just go within just and go, anyway, go within. Uh, move in <laughs> community come to our grief group please grief group oh yeah august 1st august 15th would be the next two after this airs right First and 15th, if we want to go crazy. Also, the 29th. Whoa. That's our August schedule. Please mark your calendars. And the 29th, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check the Instagram for the code. Follow us on Instagram. Send us a little message. Ask a question. Say hi. Send Uh pics. You know, what, whatever you <laughs> send, want. Send nudes. Whatever yeah. you're comfortable with. Do you live in Chicago? Do I need friends? Both very interesting questions. So uh, <laughs> feel free to reach out. I'm Harry underscore VJJ on Instagram. We have no sponsors, but we're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting Sponsored there. Sponsored by BetterHelp. Better, you better, better help, help us. <laughs> us to and get a sponsor. Perfect. Check the TikTok. Okay. The TikTok's going to blow up. All right. DeadParentsClub.rip. Grief talk. It's, We're it's talking. It's dead parents oh. on TikTok. Oh, each other. Hell yeah. yeah. Okay. Look you up. know it's the outro when we're just talking. Ba- 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 okay. okay. We should start a mass squad. All right, Looney Tunes. Squatter, squatter, squatter. Let's squat. Squat, squat, squat. Moving in. Moving in. I think it could be a revolution. It just could be a Revolution. Now mine was small, but I'll find it. I don't. I have no idea what that was. <laughs>